Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and we have got another really special episode today because I, we're in another situation. My family's in another situation. Uh, in fact, Tom Dorian uh, and Ziggy Rodriguez are not here in the luxurious corner booth, and I didn't. You know, I told them they couldn't come because I'm back in quarantine. Uh, and but I'm joined here with my wife. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. There she is. There's Bess. Um, the best part of the show, really, is oh, the, yeah, there you go. the little middle part of the show where you talk <laughs> about saints, and that's such a wonderful thing. And So uh, we're quarantined together. That's right. So I thought, well, rather than run a rerun, we should do a show together. Because this is, the we- this is a great weekend, I guess, to be quarantined as a family. We get to spend it together. Well, it's the Feast of the Holy Family. That's right. And so it's like, um, and, and there's some... Um, it's a there's a, it's not all rosy. It's it's some trouble stuff because we got uh, a couple of our kids tested positive. Right. So that was that's a little scary. Uh, obviously, as parents, we worry about stuff like that. Um, and I know kids are resilient, and you hear all the numbers, and you, and you think that's okay. But my mom also lives with us. And and she's not so young. Not so young, and uh, and she is she tested positive as well. So we're. We're kind of uh, working our way through all that stuff, but I thought let's let's have an episode on the Holy Family with just uh, Deacon Jeff and his wife Bess. Uh, kind of a Holy Family. We're trying to <laughs> trying to be a Holy Family. Trying but, as hard as. But we let can. me ask you this: So here we are recording this show, and you're looking at me, and you're smiling, which is a very wonderful attribute <laughs> of you. You look at me and smile. And uh, did you ever think? Well, you've been married to me th- over 32 years now, going, going on, 33, on 33. in a right? couple of weeks. That's right. And so did you ever think that I'd be sitting behind a microphone talking about the Catholic, Catholic Church? Stuff? And, no. And behind Jesus? a microphone, yes. You did radio shows in college and stuff like that. So yeah, those were joke radio so shows. Those were not real. But you always shows. liked music. You always liked everything to do with yeah. music. And but I just think it's interesting how uh, when I talk about my own life I mean, you know and i talk about my own sort of witness talk i'm asked every once in a while like tell us about how you got started and, and when i do that i always marvel at, at the people in the world who say there are no more miracles like why doesn't the guy grow his arm back on why doesn't the right. lord put his right. ear back on like he did with that guy that got it cut off you know in the garden and it's like so where are the miracles and i, and I go you're a I, every time I look in the mirror, I see a miracle <laughs> because what I what I was is so different than what I am. Pre Deacon Jeff, pre Deacon Jeff, that's right. We'll give credit to where it's due. That's Kenny, Kenny. Morgan. Ken Morgan uh, calls you pre Deacon. Well, he talks about my pre Deacon days. Right, I wasn't the greatest guy. I mean, I, I was good. You were wonderful. Well, were it obviously different. attracted you. There you go. But you lived on a little bit on the wild side, maybe. When? No, you didn't. When? When did I live on You did not. Because you, you've always been like a Holy Family person. Have I? Really? You really have. You sure? Well, I want to tell you, you were our rock. You were you were the rock in our marriage. The I mean, you really, bounced across the water. No, you were the, you, you were the one that like, you're the reason I'm, I'm Catholic. So well, that's a whole other show. That's a different show. But we're talking about the Holy Family. And I, and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the Holy Family just because um, a lot of people have... 
pictured the Holy Family because we we uh, it's, this time of year, I'm sure everyone listening has gotten Christmas cards, and I'm sure that many of those Christmas cards on them have pictures of what the Holy Family. My I was gonna favorite say, ones. I was gonna say Santa Claus. No, or, the Holy Family. Those are the <laughs> no, prettiest. Ones. No, you're right. They're gonna have pictures of and and those pictures of the Holy Family are rarely. Like pictures of like me and you struggling with the kids. Right. It's not that kind of picture. Like Mary's not like pulling her hair out right. and Joseph's like Doing watching laundry. football. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. It's not those kind of pictures. They're they're beautiful. They're usually like deep blue and there's a Christmas star over the cradle, right? And 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 Mary's either holding Jesus in her arms or you know, Joseph's standing there with a little lantern and a looking adoringly yes, at Jesus. This, yes, as the exactly. Child. And it's it's a beautiful, peaceful, yes. serene scene. Right. But that's that's like and, and, and so we think that's what it was like to be right. in the Holy Family back then. But if you stop and think about what the Holy Family was like, I mean just from the biblical uh story. Right, being nine months pregnant and not having any place to sleep. So think about that. Well, let's back up a little bit. Being pregnant and not being married. in the traditional, they were they were betrothed. Right. So in a Jewish way, they were married. Right. Right. So they were lawfully connected to each other, but they had not moved in together yet. Right. And then Joseph finds her with child, with child the scriptures tell us. And so... This is a scandal. Right. I mean, it starts off as a scandal. So it's scandalous to begin with. Right. Now, this is the Holy Family and the makings of a Holy Family. And Joseph is a righteous man, and Mary, obviously, is Mary. Right? Perfect. Right. We have all kinds of shows on Mary. And, and so Mary in, in, uh, is, is the highest form of creation. Right. Right? And so, uh, uh, well, preserved from the stain of original sin in a way that just makes her so pure and so beautiful. Right? Anna Feneo. So that's how their marriage starts. So right. it's rocky to, to begin, begin with, with, right? right? Um, because I'm sure there's talk. And, and then, um, then what happens? Like they get to, this, to Bethlehem. And no room in the end. Right, because they're having the baby. Right, they're, they're having to have a baby in a stable, a, a, a stable or a creche or a cave. A, a cave or whatever the little setting was, but it wasn't a hotel room. Or a doctor's office. No, it was not a Holiday Inn Express and it was not a whatever memorial. Hospital. It, it wasn't a good Baptist hospital, you know, where right. you can find, have so many. Have, we had a baby in a Baptist hospital. We did, more than one. Uh, but they're not Baptists for whatever reason. They're good Catholic kids. But anyway, all that aside. You know, that's not where they had their baby because there was no room at the inn. And then it's not even done there, right? Because then it's like, um, oh, wait, who's this Herod character? And what is Herod trying to do? Kill a baby. Yeah. So immediately, they're like under literally threat of losing their child because Herod's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're killing everybody. We're killing all these babies. Right. And the slaughter of the innocents in that feast day. It's such a tragic one, but it's kind of beautiful in the sense that um, all those little... Martyrs. Crying martyrs, you know, intercessors that are in heaven. Um, and that's a beautiful day also to sort of dedicate to um, the sin of abortion in the world, right? right. To, so intercessors, intercessors in that regard. Um, but anyway, so this is like... These were troubling times, for them, and they 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 had to do their flight into Egypt. They had to run and hide. Right, right. And then there's these there's these quiet years, and we don't know what happened specifically. You know, of course, the there we we do fast forward a little bit with Jesus getting lost. Right. 
you Another know. scary situation for a parent. <laughs> so, so let's just say it's not all as rosy as those those greeting cards, those Christmas cards will so tell beautiful you. Beautiful and peaceful. So then, so so the Holy Family then, and now let's look at the Holy Family now. In my mind, and okay. I think like twenty twenty. Been a great year. <laughs> no, so you're, you're saying that your eyes just rolled over in your head, you know, yes, and and for a good reason because it's been a terrible year. I, I, we just, I mean, you can go down the laundry list of things. I mean, odd things that you know that are that all coalesce to make this like probably like in my memory, just one of the worst years ever in terms of like all the things that we've had to endure right. individually as uh, human beings. But also as a, as a country, right? Because we've had a very contentious election, which we don't even know what's going to happen. Well, we kind of do, but we kind of don't. And there's still right. questions about uh, about that. And and uh, and certainly there's still uh, protests going on. There's still violence. There's still racial injustices. And there's still people that are crying out to be heard. And there's just lots of stuff going on. And people have stopped watching sports to some deg- some some degree. I understand right. why, you know. And and there's and plus. Then we have on top of all of that, this pandemic. Right. We got COVID nineteen, and and now COVID nineteen is actually landed at, at our, our home our, on our, our doorstep. Right, on our doorstep. And we had quarantine before we went to a wedding right. not long ago, back but in we October. We were all negative. We were all tested negative, and everything was fine. And we just kind of stayed quarantined, and right. we were quiet just to make and, sure. Yeah, and everything was fine. But now, here we are, um, and now we've got. Uh, Positive. Positive cases right. in the household. So it's like, and now you and I have been tested. We both tested negative, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Right. And some right. of the, the, you know, the, the care providers, will, they look at you and go like, they shake their head side to side and go, it's only a matter of time. Right. So I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I'm not in a situation health-wise where I need to be getting COVID. Nope. And I mean, no one really is. I was going to say that. Nobody is. Nobody is. But our mm-hmm. kids are really almost better already. Yeah. They're they, resilient. The kids they just kind of bounced right back, sick yeah. for a day or two, and that yeah. was it. So, so I'm a little worried about mom, and obviously, I don't really want to get it, but I wonder if it's inevitable. But right. it's really offered us a time because see, now this is like the real serious kind of quarantine where we look at it and go like, and and also it's over Christmas, right, and New Year's. Yes. Now, thank goodness. And your birthday. My birthday as well, yeah. And our anniversary. And our anniversary. All these important days that we're not going to be going out or doing we're anything. Stay, stay at home. Stay at home. Right at home. Now, In luckily, our own we, cave. we finished all of our shopping, the most of the outdoor yeah. shopping, but thank goodness for, you know. The internet. Yeah. So we can get some stuff. Uh, the last shipped. few things. So, so uh, it'll, be a, it'll, be a, it'll be a quiet one. It will be. But, uh, be but we'll have an opportunity really to ponder on the Holy Family. Right. And maybe on ways in which. To make our own family holier. Okay. You know, I I, it's, I, I'm, I think about that sometimes. Like, are are we a holy family? Are we a holy family? So you're we supposed to answer there. To be. Oh no, that's weak. Oh well, what am I supposed to say? I mean, we fall like everyone else. Fumble. You're gonna say we fumble because uh, you fumble. get football on I the got brain. Football on the brain. I'm sorry. We stumble and fall is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And and we don't do everything perfect. So and we're not perfect. Like Mary and baby Jesus, they were perfect. Poor Joseph. Yeah, right. He well, was the only unperfect. We knew one. if somebody like um, took $5 off the dresser, we knew it, it wasn't was. Mary. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it wasn't <right>. Jesus. <laughs> it was Joseph. <laughs> or who ate the last cookie, you know? Always. Poor Joseph. <laughs> it was Joseph. Joseph. It was he was hungry. He worked outside and the, you know, he's built and stuff, right. you know. Anyway, um, we so we sort of set the show up and we're going to come back and talk more about being a holy family. 
Uh, but before we come back, we're going to take a quick break because we're going to hear you talk about Therese of Lisieux. So you're going to do a little, little, about a little, Saint yes, and, and my so mother's wonderful. confirmation name. I know that's beautiful. That's yeah. wonderful. And we're going to hear a little more, more about that. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, Bess and I will be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And I am Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. It's very quiet. There's no one else here but me and you. Just us. Because we're in quarantine, and the you is Bess. Yes, uh, hello, my, again. My lovely wife is joining me because we're in quarantine together. You have to say that because we're on radio. That's right, because people can't see. I have a face for radio. How many fingers <laughs> am I holding up, radio audience? And uh, 
So uh, we are talking about the Holy Family because this is a, it's a, one of my favorite feasts. I've always liked the Feast yeah. of the Holy Family. Well, it's also what your birthday. It used to be. It's not anymore. Yeah, because they used to do the Holy Family used to happen on, on January first, and then so Mary, Mother of God. So, but again, all these feasts that happen at this time, right. it's just it's like the culmination of some of the most beautiful feasts in the church. Right. And plus the poinsettias and stuff are still in the church. <laughs> it's all and the Christmas trees and it's the all lights still and the beautiful. Crash. It's all so beautiful. Um and sometimes I mean I love the build up to Christmas, but then sometimes as a family I love the peace and the sort of afterwards. aftermath. Yeah. Right. I'm i I'm I'm reminded of that scene um Christmas in story. a Christmas story. Yeah. After all that kerfuffle and the whole thing that movie ends like with the last Several minutes where they're just kind of sitting there, watching it snow, watching it snow, and, and they're listening to Silent Night on their yeah. tube radio. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's something beautiful about that Definitely. that moment. So the peace and quiet, after. right? And I think the feast of the Holy Family is a way in which to sort of start to see the perspective and the beauty of the gift of Jesus in the incarnation. Right. And and that and that's like one of the cool things about the Holy Family. And I just want to talk some about some aspects of the Holy Family because. If I was going to ask you, like, what do you, what attributes of the Holy Family, like, wh- what do you think it helps us get through, like, all oh, the things we listed in twenty twenty? The faith, faith in God. That right. God is in charge. So, so we got Mary and we got Joseph, right? And, we, and certainly Jesus is a member of the Holy Family. I'm not going to exclude Jesus, Jesus, but I'm going to go ahead and say rock solid faith on the part of Jesus. That's true, right? Um, and then I'm, I'm going to say Mary had faith, but she had to actually act on her faith. Right. She didn't. Just, she had to say yes. Right. And so her her yes when she could have said no. Right. I mean, God's whole plan of salvation rested on her yes. A fourteen year old girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How can this be? I have no relations with a man. I mean, can imagine what her what was going through her mind. Yeah. And that's one of the places, by the way, where it says pondered. Yes. She pondered. You love that word. I love that word. We don't say it enough. We don't. Um, and and so, so she obviously had faith. And so that faith, I, I guarantee that faith is what got her through. No room in the end. The scandal, no room right. in the end, running from Herod, uh, right. you know, and the barbarian murderers. You know. But that's why I love Joseph. So then, then he had faith as well, even though he kind of. Maybe he was a, pushed a little harder. Well, just because he, uh, the angel had to come to him in a dream, because right. he was gonna. But he was going. He was a righteous man. It wasn't. He was going. Right. He, he was wasn't going to scandalize Mary. But he. But exactly. But so you see, both of them and their faith lived out. And so as we're encountering all the div, the, the the problems, the divisions in our country, um, the certainly the challenges that come with uh, with COVID nineteen, uh, and all the the uncertainty. Right, right, and and certainly the death and the the, the all the terrible things going on, um, our their faith is a model for us. Exactly, you can't get through the hard times without knowing God is in charge, without believing in your heart that there's something greater than us that's going to make this be okay. Right, because if we didn't do that, we would get depressed real quick. Exactly, we'd fall into well. What's it all about? What's it all for? And I've met a few people like that. And that's not. It's try? not a. It's not even a. It's not a happy place to be. No, not at all. Yeah. So, so the faith of that holy family is what got them through their difficult times, and and it's what we as as Christians need to, to right to have is that. So that faith is definitely something uh, uh, that we need to rely upon in an aspect. Now, I will also say that relationally. 
we can do things better as a team, right? The old corporate adage, two heads are better than one. Exactly. And so I think God put us into families. For a reason. Right. As support mechanism. Exactly. I mean, to how many lean times? on somebody else when you're in trouble and you prop them up when they're in trouble. That's exactly right. So I can think of about three or four times you had to lean on me, but like 30 or 40,000 <laughs> times where no. I had to lean on you, no, no, no. St. Bess. <laughs> Please don't Saint put me in heaven. Yes. Not yet. Well, you're, um, you're in pre-heaven. <laughs> purgatory. That's where we have, my mom used to is say, you know, praying is? for heaven, hoping for purgatory. <laughs> yeah, hoping for heaven. Yeah, praying for purgatory. Other way around. Yes. Yeah, but, you're, but, you're, but you're right. Uh, so, but anyway, all that aside, we, we rely on each other. We do. And, uh, and, and it's much more equal than you say. I know, but, but still, I just, you know. But, but it's like this idea that the Holy Family becomes a model and and I start to realize that the Holy Family really is, I mean that's that's like the that's like the I don't want to say this it sounds wrong but the secret sauce, yes. that's like the the, the highly sort of like under uh, valued thing that people don't realize just how powerful good. right and and I remember I've done and there there uh, you can hear them you can go back in our our archives and hear them but I've done shows on uh, save the family save the world and the right. whole idea of. Jesus being born in the context of a family. Salvation came through a family. That's right. So in the context of family, Jesus was born into a family. And so God obviously wanted salvation to come into family. And so it's like we have a family. And so God wants us to be saved in the context of our family. So no matter how goofy and how broken and how, well, you said fumbling, but you meant stumbling and falling. No matter how much challenge we go through. We have each other. That that salvation, like our family doesn't save us, but the family is the mechanism through which God saves us, the most profound way. Right. Because the other thing is what's so beautiful about the idea of the incarnation. I mean, you think about it theologically, and the incarnation essentially is God, spirit, taking on flesh. Right. Incarnate, enfleshed, God becoming enfleshed. And you stop and think, well, like, well, wait a second. I'm, uh, you can't see this on radio, but I'm touching my wife's arm. You know, it's like we are not just solely spirit or ideas or thoughts. And we're not just slowly, solely flesh either. But we, but 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 together we are body and, and soul. soul. We are spirit and flesh. And so, if you think about it, the family, especially the Holy Family is our guide, is sort of a connection. If you look at the big picture, like of the of the Holy Family, and then you look at like the Trinity, God revealed Himself as a family of persons, right? Right. So there is a um, um, uh, a community of persons, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that the, the the Trinity equals the Holy Family, but you can see in that that sacred three, right? Right. You can you can you can see how it's envisaged envisaged or you know, a, a way in which we can relate to God in a, in a better way, but also it's really essentially a community of persons that then allows, uh, it, it plays out sort of like Trinitarian love that plays out in flesh and blood. Like it makes it, it makes it real to us. Okay. Not that it's not real in spirit, right? but it's like, um, well, I use this example a lot when I'm talking to people like, well, when you, um, when, when you have an argument with your, with your spouse, you know, at the end of it, and when you, uh, let's say, you, you kiss and make up, or you say, I'm sorry, and you kiss and make up. I mean, it's it's enough to, it's like, well, I don't have to apologize to my wife. She knows I'm sorry. 
No, you have to apologize. Yeah, would that fly? <laughs> no, you have to apologize. You have to say you're sorry. So that so that you can actually hear it. That's right. Right. So that it can it can minister to your ears, because which goes to flesh. your heart, we're your not soul. Just That's exactly right. So we're flesh and spirit, and so the the Holy Family is a way in which we can actually uh, more readily appreciate and understand the beauty of the Trinity. Okay. And our salvation. So that's another powerful image of the Holy Family and where you can actually look at the Holy Family um, today and see that it can apply today. It's not just some ancient right. principle right, that was only valid 2,000 years ago. And that's really just for them. Right, right. No, you know? it's for everyone. It's for everyone. We are all called to be holy families. And then uh, another thing that I love about this, uh, and I got this idea from uh, Ziggy Rodriguez. He had actually sent me this when we were talking about the topic of the show. And he said, you know, as baptized Christians, we all become an alter Christus. We become another Christ, right? Right. Which means, so we're an adopted brother or, or sister yeah. of, of Jesus, Right, we're an adopted brother or sister of Jesus. Our adopted father right. is God the Father. What that means is if Jesus is a member of the Holy Family, with Mary as his mother, and Joseph as a stepfather, member. then we are actually a member of the Holy Family. We are adopted into the Holy Family. Ziggy, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. That's it's something beautiful. we need to remember. So the question then becomes, he follows with this question and says, how do we actually accept Mary as our mother? Do we actually accept Joseph as our stepfather? Do we see his father-like qualities right. and admire them? Do, do, we, do we listen to the counsel of St. Joseph? Now, there's lots of really great novenas and uh, prayers and devotionals to both Mary and, and Joseph and the Holy Family, you know, and, and so we need to look at those things and start to realize that it's not just supposed to be like some kind of far off, distant, unattainable model. Right. We're supposed to go to them for help. We're supposed right. to look at them and see what we need to do. That's exactly right. And and we can do it. Right. So Mary's a model for us, even though she was perfect. You know, in, in well, in the sense that she was born without the stain of original, original sin, sin, and she was preserved from the stain of sin all her entire life. I mean, she had that going for her. She did. That made a little bit thing. But we can attain. What her 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 status in the sense that she wants us to go to heaven. She wants to show us how to get to heaven. Right. So she's modeling for us the the behavior, and also as as uh, in in her obedience, in saying her yes to God. Yeah, in her saying yes to God, in her faith. Right. So that's all beautiful stuff. So we can see in that holy family a guide for each of us. Amen. So everyone, stop what you're doing right now. Say a prayer for my mom, Carolyn. Just say a prayer for her. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mary Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Holy Family, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.